0: Alright, let's do this one last time. My name is Drew Dodger, and for the last couple months I've been doing a podcast with my good buddy, Jacob Herron. While we love film in general, with us being artists and all, we have a fascination with animation, and we decided to start an audio podcast after we both geeked out over the animated Transformers movie. We're not perfect, we've gotten names wrong, and we don't always agree on movies. But at the end of the day, we try to bring an informative and entertaining show to you all, and we'd like to welcome you to The Cellcast. To another episode of the Cellcast. Joining me this morning is a man who has but one question. Where is the proof? Welcome, Jacob. Why thank you. And I'd like you introduce our co-host, a man who just couldn't give up hunting for those spirits. Welcome, Drew. How are you doing this morning, Jacob? I'm doing very well. Doing very well. It's been uh well the date we're recording actually is actually on a Saturday night. For a change. For we're a actually change. recording on a Saturday. The reason we're recording on a Saturday is, while looking at the calendar, I realized I was actually going to be out the week of Halloween. Yeah. Which is the end of, uh, well, technically we would have finished ha- uh, October up without right. any issue. But we would have messed up Ghibli month. Hmm. So, we trying to get more than one episode recorded this week. Yeah. So that we can get ahead and be recording one episode ahead up until halloween so if uh, our news in the future seems like it's a week out of date that's because it is yeah and besides isn't that better than what we were doing when we didn't weren't fixing a certain release date and we're just doing news as we thought of it yeah that's true <laughs> when it would take me three months to get an, a month to get one episode out <laughs> yeah yeah we have come a long way since then yes yeah, so it could be worse people it could be a lot worse mm-hmm. uh how are you doing Man, I'm doing very well. I actually had a very. I already said that. Well, you did. <laughs> Let's just roll with it. Let's just roll with it. Yes, go ahead. Ahead. All right. So it's been pretty good. Be like, I had a very interesting from the last time we recorded to today we're recording. Uh, I had a very interesting encounter you know, encounter with um some dollar bills. Okay, let me explain. Oh, not, <laughs> yeah, they're not single bad. bills, bills, bills. Oh, bills. Bills, 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 bills. I don't want to know. <laughs> I'm teasing people. I'm teasing. So what happened was I was at work and uh, I look out toward being held and there's this, this a pile of money. There's a pile mm. of money laying on the floor. So I run over to it. Be like, okay, someone's going to grab this and be like, oh, it's my money. hot and so, okay, I grab it. And i be like, there's like one or two. So like, I can't be like, I see someone walking off. They're going to be honest about it or not. So I'm going to bring it to the office. So I brought some. So we're op- purchasing some new audio equipment. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I am so kidding. you be like, you think I'm joking. <laughs> so apparently, I, I, I give it to the, the office clerk and she's slack drop. It's like, Jacob, this is $365. <laughs> someone just dropped. Like, okay. Wouldn't it be nice if you could just drop $360 and it not bother you? Yeah, exactly. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah, I would love that. <laughs> and so, you know, the the idea that, okay, someone's going to come pick this up. So, surely. Oh my, surely. So, it's so, okay. Be like, just in case, put my name on it. You know, two days go by whenever I pick. One. So, most likely, I'm going to get a very nice bonus by Christmas. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So, I had that and... uh I just, you know, just a couple of minutes before we started recording, actually a, uh, a good conversation with my little brother. Uh, it's one of those things where you're you're not great about communicating. It's not to be like, oh, I don't care about anybody. It's mm-hmm. more that you just the communication skills or the communication is sometimes a little lacking sometimes, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, it's whoever to blame is whoever to blame. But you know, it's just you know laziness. And you just forget. Yeah. So me and Daniel, my baby brother, is we're talking. He's the first thing he's like, Jacob, you gotta watch this. Movie. You gotta watch this sh- show on Netflix. It's miraculous, thank you, miraculous. And oddly enough, because he was in a The Adventures of Le- uh, Ladybug and Captain. Dang. Yeah, because the Cat arc- Noir, but I can't think. Yeah, I think it's Ladybug. Yeah, because someone someone had actually mentioned that to me like last week. It's like Jacob, this somebody you gotta you gotta watch. And oddly enough, he actually got the recommendation from his niece, which is my niece, <laughs> my niece Riley, and she's like eleven. Oh, so apparently, it's her favorite show. And so he, apparently, he showed she showed her him the it's, trailer. It's miraculous, Lady, the Adventures of Ladybug and Cat Noir. Oh, okay, so apparently, it's her favorite show. So you know, big you know, big shout out to Daniel, thank you, and uh, another big shout out to Riley uh, for giving that recommendation. Alrighty, what have you been doing? I've played a little Final Fantasy 14. As you just picked up, uh, The Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening. Yeah, the which is a remake for the Nintendo Switch of a Game Boy game.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, technically they re it's technically you had Link's Awakening on the original Game Boy. Right. Then you had Link's Awakening DX, which was on the Game Boy Color, which is the version I originally played way back in the. Yep. And this is a third, second remake on the Switch, but this time it's in three D. It's actually pretty good so far. I've gotten through the first two dungeons. It's They did some nice... It, it, it still feels like the old Game Boy game, but with some nice quality of life enhancements. Oh, okay. Uh, the only problems I really have is, because it's in 3D, there's now loading times. Oh. Noticeable well, loading times. I mean, yeah. technically, all computers have loading times. Right. But now it's noticeable because it's, you know takes time to move between stuff and redraw environments and all this kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And sometimes there's a little bit of lag when you're fighting and moving between screens. Yeah. But good. other than that, it's, it's pretty good. Cool. So, uh, have you had a chance to watch anything since Tuesday? Uh, technically, yes. It's not animated one, But it calls for a very interesting story. Okay. So, for anybody who's ever been to my apartment, it's a one-bedroom apartment. And uh, I had bought this... Probably maybe the home entertainment center, and I bought it for a amount from Chelsea. And uh, so the thing what? is, it's heavy, I'm talking heavy, heavy. So it'd be like, it took like four guys from this thing into my apartment. And so, if I'd had a upstairs apartment, they were like, okay, we're burning this thing, this thing is not <laughs> going upstairs. So, I decided about a couple of months ago to be like, I'm gonna, you know, I want to modify it to where I can put a bigger TV in it mm-hmm. or on it. So I literally started stripping everything off of it. the doors, everything, with a Swiss Army knife. If you thought about getting a saw, <laughs> I no be like, well, I did have a saw on one of my Swiss Army knives at one point. So no, no, no I did no, no, not no, use no. that. Not a handsaw. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I will get I will get to that at some at some point, but not right now. Because uh, you start hacking away with a knife with, on that thing, I'm just gonna walk away. <laughs> But while while I was watching it, uh, I popped in first season in C.I.S. or Naval Criminal Investigation. Okay, and uh, yeah, just, that's basically what I'm watching. I know it's not animated related, animation related, but hey, I wrote the series. The end of the series is a really good cliffhanger. <laughs> Let's just say that. All right. Well, I'm technically cheating a touch because I didn't. I wa- haven't watched this since. To what? Technically, I watched this last Sunday, and it's oh. also not animated. Uh, Oh, yeah. Y'all know I'm a big Star Trek fan. Mm -hmm. In fact, I may force us to watch at some point a couple episodes of the animated series for this podcast. Quite interesting. But, (laughs) it's not good a show. The first Star Trek movie, which was Star Trek The Motion Picture, came out about 40 years ago. Now, the movie has problems. Don't get me wrong. It's a little slow. Pacing is interesting. (laughs) But in many ways, when I was watching it, and this is the first time I'd ever gotten to see this movie in a th- And I had been wanting to see this particular one in a theater since I saw 2001 A Space Odyssey in a theater. Because I couldn't watch 2001 A Space Odyssey at home because I would get distracted. But I was able to keep focused on it when I saw it in the theater. Hmm. And I knew that Star Trek The Motion Picture was... In, was Meant to be in the vein of 2001 Space Odyssey, while somehow also being a, being Paramount's answer to Star Wars. Mm -hmm. I still have to wonder about their thought process there, but anyway. It's (laughs) Paramount. I'm just saying, there's a much, they could have gone with a much different story, Mm -hmm. and it'd be a better answer to Star Wars, and still be Star Trek. But anyway, and for those of you who do keep up with it, this was the original theatrical cut was not the director's cut because the director's cut was only made in <coughs> 480i. Okay. So the special effects can't really be upscaled very well to where it would look right because of the interlace. Now they have announced this year they're working on redoing the special effects of the director's cut so they can have a HD version. But you know it hadn't happened yet. Take that stuff's going to take time. Yeah. But yeah, I got to do that last Sunday and I, I was very happy. Yeah. I also did see something animated this week on YouTube. Really? Yes. Have you ever heard of ASDF Movie? Uh, I can't say I have. So, despite it being called movie, it's actually a collection, a series of short collections, shorts collections. I would say. Ah. Of these stupid little videos, stupid little skits, one right after another, that are very surreal. Okay. I did not know that in the past six months they had released. Two more episodes, two more ep- uh, episodes of this uh, ASDF movie eleven and ASDF movie twelve. If you've ever watched it, you know it's odd and yeah. weird, and sometimes weird. <laughs> it's like uh, you remember the comic strip of The Far Side, uh, a little kind of like that, but making less sense. Okay, but it's still fun. Hmm. Uh, so I I watched that also this this week. Gotcha. Uh, but that's all I've gotten a chance to watch this week. I've uh, do we have any? news Because I th- okay news wise, no, because obviously it's only been a couple of days of this recording. Yeah, uh, and it seems news always comes out on Tuesday. Yeah. Anyway, which is weird. So, kind of an interesting news kind of article, but it's it's not really news per se, but it's something mm-hmm. that is going to be coming very shortly. Uh, for those of you who don't know. Uh, those of our listeners who don't know, uh, in October, there is a thing, in what myself do is called October, is where you draw a certain a picture every day. You ink it for 31 days. Mm-hmm. And so, be like you go th- by the end of it, you go to th- pieces. And I've been doing this probably for maybe, and um, I had no earthy idea, no earthy idea, what I was going to do for it. And uh, one of my friends, big shout out to uh, Tim James, because uh, he's the one who gave me the idea. So you have pictures? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, it's an amalgamation between Disney characters and oh yeah, so Captain America, Mickey Mouse, uh, Goofy, Iron Man, something like that, something like that. He's be like Pete Hulk, huh? Pete Hulk, Pete Hulk. Yeah, that's <laughs> that sounds about right. Uh, yeah, because uh, this is this is more of a shout out between uh, Tim James and uh, Jim Heron. He's also because mm-hmm. uh, Jim just started just rambling off all these really great ideas like Ariel from Mermaid as Phoenix. Okay, I was like, "Ooh, challenge accepted." And I was like, "Ooh, okay." So you know, it started my little you know imagination rolling. So yeah, so for October, I've if got you- an idea. Okay, Merida as Blackwood. That's technically Pixar, admittedly, but yeah, that doesn't sound like a bad idea. Unless you can think of another redhead besides Ariel Do you want to get Ariel doing something yeah. else. Well, I could go into the channel. but- Impossible would <laughs> make a great yes. one. <laughs> yes, I agree. I, I agree with that. I agree with that. And uh, I, I might wind up doing that one. It's i have get, I have to get my list together. Of what I'm gonna do. And so I will. I will share that list with the the Cellcast Facebook, and uh, I'll post the pictures to that site. And obviously, because most of the most of the people who are on Facebook with that are friends with me and know yeah. my know my art page. So I'm doing that. I'll be doing that. And uh, right now, obviously, as we're draw- as as we're recording. I'm actually doing a uh, piece, Batman Day, which is this, sa- this Saturday. Or mm-hmm. And so I'd seen a ton of artists I know, Batman's all and a friend of mine, something else, which I'm not going to mention. Yeah. Uh, let's just say he's going to be blue weeks. Okay. I'll tell you later. I'll take your word for it, because yeah. I don't I hate. So, I don't know if that's something I'm going to have to edit out later. No, 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 no. No. So what I'm doing right now, I'm actually drawing and inking a my own kind of a... How would I describe it? um Illustration? My own illustration of Batman using my favorite artist who's Joe Maderera, And uh kind of a John Mar- Guerrera and uh J Scott Campbell, who's another company and uh yeah, I'm liking where it's going, but like I'm, I'm not I'm not the strongest ink inker mm-hmm. on the planet, but so yeah, that's so most likely before this is put out, uh the Saturday when it's posted should be next Saturday. So next Saturday. Uh, so yeah, you'll probably see this on my Facebook, and I don't know how it's gonna do, be like, I might get, be like, oh, that's cool, or like, oh, no one likes it, you never know. Yeah. But, I'd still be like, just start working on it before, before we start, working. and it's like, I'm digging it. <laughs> it's like. Yeah, it looks good so far. Thank you. Appreciate that. Wish I had your patience. Ugh. I really do. <laughs> Alright, so. So, we should be getting into our spoiler-free uh, thoughts? Yes. For our movie, which is of course Final Fantasy: The Spirits with it. Uh, what are your thoughts? Spoiler, fr- spo- less there. What are your spoiler fr- What are your thoughts? <laughs> Since I can't say spoiler free, no spoilers. Uh, it's a very unique. Yes, you know, it's, it's it's a movie that was very very bold for a movie that came out in 2001. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, just thinking about it. Yeah. 2001. There's a lot of. For- I have a lot of forgiveness for this movie, by the way. Yeah, I do too. I do too. Um. Uh, there's there's a lot of that had has not aged very well mm-hmm. in the film. Uh, it's still it's a very odd plot. It's a very odd, odd plot. I may have some answers to that in the full review, mm, right? Uh, would I say it's a good film? I, I would say it's a it's a good film for what the for what they did for what mm-hmm. they did with the film. It's a good film. Uh, is it family friendly? Yes, it's a family friendly film. Yep, I'd say that. A, let's just say it's a very odd. Movie. It's a very, very and uh. If you don't use science fiction, you're not going to... Okay. That's my personal personal view. So what's yours? If I were to describe this movie to someone who hadn't had a chance to see it, plays Final Fantasy games, and wants to know if this is something they would see, I would describe them as this. And this is going to be a bit controversial what I'm about to say. Imagine if Final Fantasy and Halo had a child. Because if you look at it, there's a lot of Final Fantasy in that movie. Yeah. There's also a lot of Halo-style si- science fiction in this movie in Agreed. terms of how things are set up, how things look. Um, I, I The Deep Eyes, when you see yeah. them, they kind of look like... I could have sworn they were in a uh, one of the other Halo games. Mm-hmm. Or not. I don't think they... They weren't exactly, but... Uh, I do remember seeing those style eyes in something. Yeah, it was Halo. Um, it's not a bad movie okay. by any stretch of the imagination. It's not a great movie. Yeah, but it's a fun movie, and it's one that when I look back at that time, I understand. Having been a Final Fantasy uh, fan at that of, of that era, I think I understand what was going on. Okay, in the, in the thought process, but we'll get more into that when we get into. That. So I guess that just leaves the. Re- yeah. So, uh, fair warning uh, from this point forward. If you have not yet seen Final Fantasy The Spirits Within, we are about to spoil the heck out of it. Spoilers! So, uh, I th- know you can find it on... Uh, I know you can get it on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty much, if Sony's... Any place you can get is a Columbia mo- uh, Sony-made movie, yeah. Columbia, that stuff, probably you're going to find this somewhere. Yeah, Paramount. It's Columbia, not Paramount. Oh, it is? Oh. It's owned by Sony. That's right. Paramount's entirely everything. Yeah, that's true. But, uh, so yeah, definitely you can get it on the PlayStation Store. <laughs> uh, and... Probably find some more. Oh, yeah. In fact, uh, I, my copy is the Blu-ray that I got from Half Price Books used for 70 Oh, okay. You can probably get it cheaper now. Probably. But yeah, uh, just go out and give a look if you're interested in it, and, and come back and hear our thoughts on it. So, All right. we'll let's be get, waiting. let's get to it. To our actual review of Final Fantasy, and The Spirits Within. And for those of you wondering what on earth I was whistling, you're not Final Fantasy fans. Apparently sure. <laughs> not! <laughs> yeah, you know, no, I was slightly confused when he started doing it. <laughs> that was the uh, main theme to Final Fantasy uh, yeah. from the original game, which has since become the franchise's yeah. main theme. Right. Which they did not put anywhere in this movie, but I figure it needs to be there. Yeah. Uh, so I'm just going to go ahead and hit on this normal uh, critique uh, criticism of this movie right now before we get into most of the rest of this. Just to get it out of the way. Okay. Because there's going to be people who are going to go, surely this ba- is not having anything to do with Final Fantasy. You'll bring it up. Well, yes, yeah, yeah. so I'm going to have to bring it up right now and get it out of the way before we start talking about what we like about this movie mm-hmm. and going into all the other stuff. This is more ba- based more on the... Th- Final Fantasy style storytelling that I think most people give it credit for. Yeah. Uh, for those who don't know, the Final Fantasy video game series, each numbered entry is a universe unto itself. So you don't have to play Final Fantasy one to know what's going on in two, all the way up to the current number, which is fifteen. The only two universes, only two games that may of these that may has a connection. Is Final Fantasy Seven and Final Fantasy Ten? They have pretty much said that it's on two different planets, but it's in the same universe, and that really? the people on on the planet in Ten crash land on the planet Seven like hundreds of t- tens t- thousands of years before Seven starts. Hmm. Not to get too much into that, but there's there's a little bit. It of can connection. get you can get confused, but it's not really that confusing. It's based right. on one line. Oh, uh, okay. From Final Fantasy Ten too, but anyway. Gotcha. Yeah, I love Final Fantasy. We have these numbers 10-2, 13-2. Yeah. Anyway, the subtitles work really nice. <laughs> but, yeah, if you look at it, this the story for this is kind of based on what I would say is the climax of a Final Fantasy game. You're pretty much looking at the last four spirits that they have to get. Uh, Eight total, and they yeah, got seven. seven. They had seven spirits, I think. Well, okay, let's go over this real quick. Yeah, the plant was spirit six, I think. Yes, because the oval pack was spirit seven. Yes, and then okay, yeah, it's eight. So spirits. They, they go through the last three. Sp- you see them grab the last three spirits, which to me sounds like this would be the last three dungeons of the game. But because there's more storyline stuff than that, it'd be technically the last four dungeons. Of the game, if this were a game. And what it's kind of set up like you're in the last half of the game. you yeah. see, they are show their characters. Obviously, they know that have never been shown. That, anyway, <laughs> if you're gonna critique this, having seeming to have nothing to do with Final Fantasy, keep in mind Seven has nothing to do with Six. <laughs> um, they this is the only one that's been on Earth, and this was the first Final Fantasy uh, series thing. A main, semi-main series thing that did not have Nobuo Uematsu, uh at the doing the music for some reason. Um, there's a lot of I can understand the criticisms because it seems very not Final Fantasy. Yeah, in many ways, I think it actually is Final Fantasy in okay. more ways than most people give it credit for. Especially when one considers uh, the Gaia thing yeah. in this movie sounds a lot like the live stream from Final Fantasy VII. Oh, okay. And the the, the, uh, the spirits seem a lot like uh, the monsters that Yuna has to send away in Final Fantasy X before they fully become monsters, kind of a thing. Gotcha. And plus, Livestream comes back in 14. Yeah. There's a lot of. Like, all every Final Fantasy game made before this movie, it's its own thing that right. takes certain. Um, that tells the same themes as the game. So if you're not liking this movie, because you don't think it's Final Fantasy? Get off your friggin' high horse <laughs> and just don't like the movie because of how bad the uh, the anim- how how bad the Uncanny Valley is. Yes. <laughs> so let's actually get into the full review now that I've gotten my rant over with. Okay. All right. So before before we do that, let's get into a little you know statistics of the, what we've about. Yes. All right. So the movie was, uh, came out on July eleventh, two thousand one. Now, put that in context, that was my senior year in high school. That was my freshman year in high school. <laughs> All right. So Final Fantasy X had not come out yet. <laughs> okay. So, it had a budget of $137 million. Mm hmm. Which is, you know, it was 2001, so it was a fairly big budget. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, most of that was spent building the studio that would make the film. But, yes. Yeah, pretty much. Or so, setting up the studio. Mm hmm. So, it's opening week, opening weekend gross was $111 in change.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Its U.S. gross was over $132 million. And its worldwide gross was $85 million in change. And what did you say the budget was? $137 million. Yeah. It bombed. It bombed. <laughs> yeah, it did. It, it and, severely bombed. And honestly, looking at it, I understand why. Yeah. Especially with the criticisms that hit it at the time. Yeah, on yeah. both sides. Yeah, my th- my thought and people I've talked to about it, if they would have just dropped the Final Fantasy. Yeah, if this had just been called the Spirits Within, I think it would have been fine. Yeah, and it probably or at, at least it would have gotten one it, one group off their backs. Yeah, and it would probably made a little bit more money, but due to the fact that it was a Final Fantasy, it was attached to Final Fantasy, mm-hmm. it made a lot of Final Fantasy nerds really angry. Yes. Which I'll get more into here in a bit. Okay. Because I've already gotten into it a little bit. But, yeah. Um, so, one of th- So, Sorry, go going in that same direction, uh, when did you first see this movie? I first saw this on DVD probably in 2003. Yeah. I kind of wanted to see it for a while, just for the animation alone, because I was like, "Because this was the first time you know we'd seen anything that looked like this." Oh yeah. At the time, but I didn't know what Final Fantasy was at the time. I didn't know who any of these people were at yeah. the time. I just knew this was a thing. Yeah. Well, at the end of two thousand two, I spent the last of the money I had from my summer job on a PlayStation two and a copy of everybody's favorite game and the game movie game. I have to bring up every episode, apparently <laughs> of <course>. kingdom hearts, <laughs> which includes final fantasy characters. Mm-hmm. And so I'm playing this game and I'm thinking, okay, this is cool. I don't know who any of these final fantasy people are, but I keep seeing the name final fantasy when I'm looking through the character bios. So well, I need to learn what this final fantasy thing is. Mm-hmm. Instead of actually going and looking for a game, and because I didn't know any better, I walked across the street to the movie rental place and rented this movie. Okay, <laughs> and thought, "Oh, I'll watch this. It'll be f- this is Final Fantasy. Maybe this will give me an idea of what the thing's about." And I enjoyed the movie at the time. I remember thinking, "It's a little. It looks like I'm watching PlayStation Two cutscenes." Yeah, but at the same time, they're really good PlayStation Two cutscenes. They are. Um. So yeah, I. I remember when I first watched it, I did like it. I've seen this movie probably maybe about five times total Mm -hmm. since that time. Uh, This was the first time I'd watched it on Blu-ray. All the other times I'd watched it on DVD. Um, And since then, you know, I've played many other Final Fantasy games, so I kind of know what Final Fantasy is now. (laughs) Oh, okay. At the time, I didn't, and I still liked it and then when I played the other Final Fantasy games, I saw what the criticisms were, but I I never fully bought into it. Yeah. Well even though I also somewhat agree with it. Mm. So let's just to to say that Kingdom Hearts was your back door into Final Fantasy. Oh yes. Here's the thing. I bought a PS two because I couldn't buy games from Dreamcast anymore. Yeah. And I was been doing my research trying to think of what would be a good first game that I could get introduced to this with, mm-hmm. and everybody in their dog was talking about Kingdom Hearts. Ruff, ruff. <laughs> And I remember I had a, a copy of uh, Electronic Gaming Monthly. It was the second copy I'd ever gotten through this through the mail. Okay, and it had this it, and the big headline in one corner of the magazine. I don't remember what the actual image was for the cover itself, mm-hmm. but it said Eris Lives in Kingdom Hearts." I'm going, "Who's Eris? Because <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> right. But that was how I, you know, these questions coming up like, "Who on earth is Eris? I don't care, I'm gonna play this game. Oh, it's the girl in the pink dress. Okay. So she dies. Probably at the end of the game. I don't care. <laughs> this was before I learned how to cry, people. <laughs> this, he, was he, seven, this was before seven This is before seven polygons I cried this is before I cried at the death of seven polygons. Which is all it took to make that character model. He had no soul. Oh <laughs> I had one, I'm it kidding. just it just hadn't been injured. Cracked. Yes. <laughs> Until this point, oh. I, I, that's one of the reasons why Seven has my undying respect. I gotcha. Is that that first game made me cry mm-hmm. when the pot when you when the graphics were that? I mean, it was the best they could do at the time, right? But I mean, at, comparatively, you look at it and go, "That looks so bad." I think that's what it was. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so when it, when it came to my first impression of this movie. Okay, you basically have to go back to back when I was a very young child because we would go we would go over to my cousin Brian's house, uh-huh. and the games he loved to play were RPGs, and Final Fantasy was one of them. Uh-huh. And so me, being me being a very young guy who didn't play video games, and I still don't, uh, I was fascinated by how the games played and the whole bit. And uh, I think at one point we were playing, they were playing Final Fantasy three. You know, this is the U.S. release, obviously, which is Final Fantasy VI, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, they had played it for like I can't remember; it was like sixteen hours straight, and the TV caught on fire. I can see that happening. Yeah, <laughs> so, especially yeah. with Six. Six is very good. Yeah. So, and then especially we like, when you get to the opera scene. Yeah, and then obviously move on to Final Fantasy VII, and uh, watching you know watching my brothers play it, mm-hmm. me trying to play it, it's like I don't know what to do. Then be like, Jacob, give me the controller. <laughs> Like Jacob, you're dying. I think I know why you're not a gamer. You never got to play the game. No, I didn't actually. <laughs> so yeah, so that's one where, of these days I may have to introduce you to actual gameplay. Okay. So my that's basically where my experience comes from because when this movie came out in 2001, uh, I I think I saw it at theaters actually. I believe mm-hmm. uh, because there again be like I have two younger brothers who just love Final Fantasy and it's like we gotta go watch this mm-hmm. and uh, I think i could be wrong so daniel or jim be like if you are listening to this you know did we actually go watch this in the theaters or am i you know hallucinating recollecting wrong Ah, <laughs> uh so yeah be like uh, i don't remember if i watched the theaters or not but uh watching it you know watching it on dvd because i remember calling my cousin brian and it's like oh yeah it's on a dvd buy it <laughs> like, okay so i bought it Mm-hmm. So I watched it and it was like okay, wow, this is really good. Mm-hmm. Now granted this was coming out two thousand one, so this would probably been Final Fantasy Two thousand and one. Final Fantasy ten came out that year, I believe. Yeah. Hang on. Seven came out in Japan in nineteen ninety seven. Eight was two years after that, which put that in ninety nine. And then nine came out immediately after the next year because the teams were working at the same time. And then Ten came out two thousand one, I believe. I may have my timetable wrong on these guys. Okay, my apologies. No problem. So that's basically my understanding of Final Fantasy. Now I know a lot about Final Fantasy. I actually did a uh, all the in high school. I thought it was my junior or senior year in high school, and I decided because I I love watching the trailers. They were awesome, so I decided to do a a PowerPoint presentation of all the Final Fantasy trailers that have come out. You know, one through, I think it was like nine. And including Final Fantasy Spirits Within. And, uh, yeah, it, it took a lot of work for me to do that. I get all the trailers yeah. there, the little bios where you click on this, click on this. It's so so a huge since, spreadsheet. Especially since, uh, until 1997. Those were hard, those trailers are hard to find. Yeah. I think I got, there was, there was quite a few of them. I think I got from like, Final Fantasy like 6 to, like, upper. And yeah. just about, like, mentioning the other ones in between. So, yeah, that was that was a very interesting little project I did. So, yeah, that was, that, that's my experience when it comes to Final Fantasy so, and the spirits within. To get this little confusion out of the way, since we keep using different numbers to talk about the same games, originally... Final Fantasy Two, II, Three, and Five did not get released in the U.S. Mm-hmm. When Nintendo published One, Four, and Six, they went with the n- the number that made the most sense at the time. So Four became Two, and Six became Three. When Sony and a Nintendo, when Square, the company that made the, the games, decided not to produce the game for Nintendo sixty-four because the way they were designing it. Was gonna you would take sixty four cartridges <laughs> in terms of memory space wow. because of all the, the uh, full motion video and they decided to be cheaper to go with a CD and they went to PlayStation one um, and Sony ended up doing the uh, uh, original US uh, uh, script for it. Mm-hmm. But you're you know see you know what's going on again because it's all text at the time. Uh, but it did get released by. Uh, Swear, or here in America instead of being published by Nintendo. So that's where that confusion lies for a lot of people. Hmm. So let's get into cast and Crew. The movie was directed by Hironobu Sakaguchi and uh, Motonori Sakakibara. If I mispronounce any, any of these names, forgive me. However, uh, Hironobu Sakaguchi is the creator of the Final Fantasy game series. Oh. And he directed uh, one through seven, and then nine. Oh, okay. Four, and then ten. I believe it, uh, also. Uh, the main thing I saw that Motonori uh, Sakakibara directed was the uh, he was the cutscene director for both Final Fantasy VII and Final Fantasy VIII. In both cases, this was their directorial debut in Hollywood. Mm. Don't you feel sorry for them? <laughs> Just a bit. Uh, the sto- It was also written by Hironobu, Hironobu Sakaguchi. And the screenplay was written by Al Reinert and Jeff Vintar, with additional dialogue by uh, Jack Fletcher. Hmm. And the story editor was Bruce B. L. Jurgens. Uh, the, mu- the music was written by Elliot Goldenthal. Okay. He previously did the scores for the mo- for the original Pet Cemetery movie. Oh, fun! Alien Three. Oh. Batman Forever. Oh. And Batman and Robin. Uh, okay. The two worst Batman movies. Okay. It, in defense, in defense, just say like that. Uh, I'm just saying, in general, these two are considered the worst Batman oh, movies. Oh, I, I agree. I agree. Uh, I just have a very odd fondness for Batman Forever. So be okay. like, I'm, I'm not saying be like, it's not, it's not, a, it's a terrible movie. Be like, it's, it's got its problem. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, I'm not going to go with my brother Jim's analogy of this. Be like, oh, it's the different ages of Batman and that kind of stuff. But, Batman Forever is a very fond place in my heart, so be like, when people start, you know, giving that movie, you know, slack, or, you know, well, crap about it, you know, I kind of come to it as a fence a little bit, but I, 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 I do understand where yeah. people are coming from with it. I did say worst a minute ago, mm-hmm. mostly because I was voicing everyone else's. Mm-hmm. To me, I prefer the term the weakest. Yeah. Because let's face it, I like Batman and Robin. Not for the reason the director wants me to like Batman <laughs> and Robin, oh. but I do like it. All those ice puns. Oh gosh. Uh going into the cast, uh Ming Ne Yeah. Ming Na Wen played Doctor Aki Ross. Mm-hmm. You might know her as Mulan in the original uh, animated Disney animated movie mm-hmm. Mulan. In Agents of Shield she plays Melinda May. And uh in the original Street Fighter movie oh, gosh. she played Chun li Yes, I remember that. Uh, Alec Baldwin plays Captain Gray Edwards, and the main thing I saw he was in was uh, Jack Ryan in The Hunt for Red October. hmm And also he was in The Shadow. The Shadow? The Shadow. It's only it's The Shadow knows. It's been a long time since I've seen The Shadow, so I oh, okay. forgive me on that one. Yeah, but good. also in the more recent animated movie, Boss Baby. Oh, gosh. He plays the Boss Baby. Uh, Ving Rames plays Ryan. you remember who Ryan is? Yes. He's the, uh, well, he's Ving Rhames in animated form, yeah, for being Yeah, pretty honest. much. Um, in the Mission Impossible franchise, he plays Luther Strickle. Mm-hmm. And then in Lilo and Stitch,
1: he plays uh, Cobra Rimbos. Bubbles.
0: Yes, I love The, them. uh, CIA or FBI. FBI. What, FBI. FBI agent pretending to be, uh. Child Protective Child Protective Services. Sorry, my brain just went dead. Because he's trying to find Stitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve Buscemi plays Neil. <laughs> he plays Wayne in Hotel Transylvania, which we'll be reviewing next week. Yeah. And in the Monsters Incredible franchise, mm-hmm. he plays Randall. Okay. Wait, what? You didn't hear what I said. I thought I did. What? <laughs> Randall. Randall Boggs, the perp, the chameleon monster that is the villain of the Monsters Incorporated movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, of course. Duh. I was like, wait, huh? what? Randall. <laughs> oh, yeah. The purple dude. Yes. The purple the dude. The villain. <laughs> yeah, the villain. That's right. Okay. Uh, Perry Gilpin <laughs> plays Jane. Mm-hmm. You ever watch, you've watched Frasier before, right? hmm Did you recognize her as Ross Doyle? I do now. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, yes. <laughs> and she's she's playing the same character if we're being honest. Uh, Donald Sutherland plays uh, Doctor Sid, mm-hmm. which I still say is misspelled because if this is the Sid in the Final Fantasy movie, because all the games have a Sid in there somewhere, but in this movie they misspelled his name in the credits. Thank as far you. as I'm concerned, because in the games it's spelled like El, uh, the the uh, classic uh, literature character El Sid, it's oh, okay. spelled C I D. Yep. in this movie they spelled it S I D,
1: hmm.
0: like it's short for Sydney. Or something.
1: Mm.
0: Uh, in uh, the Hunger Games franchise, he plays President Snow. Yes. And in the original uh, mo- original M.A.S.H. movie that was mm. based on the... Oh, play. yeah yes. He, he's the one who plays Hawkeye Pierce, who would later be- go on to be played by Alan Alda in the show. Mm-hmm. Last but not least, James Woods plays General Hine. Mm-hmm. He is most famous for, as far as I think most people are concerned, is playing Hades in Hercules. Yeah. And, of course, he also (laughs) reprises that role (laughs) in Kingdom Hearts. Also, I should point out Ming-Na also plays Mulan in Kingdom Kingdom Hearts. Hearts.
1: There's like a theme here.
0: Kingdom Hearts. (laughs) Unfortunately, Cobra Bubbles has never shown up in Kingdom Hearts, so... (laughs) Too bad. No Ving rhymes. Uh... (laughs) That's uh all the cast and crew I got. That was the, ah. those are the main people. I got gotcha. you. Uh, so let's go into our what we liked about the movie and what we didn't like. I agree. All right. First thing I liked about the movie. This is one of the first animated movies to actually use motion capture. Mhm. Previous I think the only other time motion capture mm-hmm. had been used in a film would have been uh Gollum in Lord of the Rings. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. But this one would come out around the same time, and they use it much more here than Lord of the Rings did. Because Lord of the Rings only used it for Gollum, they use it here for nearly every character. Yeah, that's true. To the point when you watch the outtakes, that have they they are mapped to the character models. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember watching those. Um, so one of the things I like about this movie, and this is one of the ways I, I would like to praise it, it does at least feel. Like a Final Fantasy okay. story. Yeah, Like I said earlier, it feels like it's the last four dungeons of a Final Fantasy game. Mm-hmm. You've got a it's pulling the concept of Gaia from Final Fantasy 7 and technically 10 and technically 14 for being honest. It pulls uh A lot of the military stuff, well, I do say it looks like it's more based on Halo than anything else. Even though I don't think I don't think Halo would have been out at this time. No, if we're being honest, Um, it does kind of have the feel of Final. All all of the uh, the architecture, the weapons, Mm -hmm. and all stuff has the feel of Final Fantasy VIII, Uh, and even some of the people. It doesn't really feel like a party of adventurers in a sci-fi setting. Yes. When so they go out there. So you get, and they each have an obvious role. I mean, yes, Aki is the scientist, but she kind of could be the healer. I mean, she does heal at one point in the movie. She does. <laughs> um, obviously... Uh, The rest are kind of gunners, if we're being honest. But they—it does kind of feel like I could see this group of people in a game. I could see this game, this story in a Final Fantasy game. It may not be the best Final Fantasy game, and I think—well, get into that later. Hmm. The main thing I do like about this—I know if I'm beating around the bush. Yeah. The monsters. Oh yeah. The monsters do feel like they come right out of Final Fantasy game, okay. But and they all have the look of a Final Fantasy type monster. Even the aliens in their full form mm-hmm. during the dream sequence, yeah, do look like yeah. they would have come out of that era style game. Uh, I feel like I should be able to be saying more, but I'm actually now drawing a blank on where I was going with this point. <laughs> that happens. I mean, I, I I like the way they handled it because there are times when it's like. You can see them there, but you can't see them. Yeah. The, the effects of the glowing work great. You can tell... I mean, every time you can tell which one are the Earth Gaia spirits forms, which one are the, the alien spirit forms. And especially a lot of the deaths, mm-hmm. where they see the phantom go through them, and you can see just for a bit their their spirit form coming out yeah. of their body. Yeah, I love that part. Those look cool, which in a sense it sounds morbid when it's like, oh, my favorite part of this movie is when the characters die. Well, like, it's there's the, a lot of character deaths in this the, movie. There is. The the animation they put into those those moments are yes, like, oh my gosh. And incredible. I, I can't tell you, but there is no sorrowful, the most sorrowful moment for me in this movie mm-hmm. is when um, what is her character? Jane. Jane. Her death. Oh yeah, because she's angry about Neil getting killed. Because obviously they were the love interest. I yeah, you can't really tell that early in the movie, but until right. so you've seen it, seen it once, they go, "Oh yeah, I can see the flirting now." Mm-hmm. And uh, she's firing at the thing. Her gun goes goes dead, but you think for a second, oh, she survived, and then you see the tentacles rising up around her, and it's like. I liked her. Yeah, and another thing about that scene is where literally you, you hear Gray screaming at her. Yes. Get out of there. She literally turns her she knows and she, drops her gun. She knows what's happening. She, 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 can. she, she can't do get, it. She can't get away from there. It's him saying what anyone in that situation wants. But she knows she can't. Yeah. And I find it very poetic that when her body does slump over, her hand lands in, in Neil's hand. True. I feel that's nicely poetic. Anyway, now that I've kind of rambled for a bit, what is your first favorite thing? My first favorite thing was probably the animation mm-hmm. for a fully CGI film that came out in 2001. This movie, on first viewing, blew my ever-living mind. It was like, yes. oh my gosh. It, it, it kind of ties in with my second one. There's a lot of this you know, realism that shows up, like with, definitely with the... Uh, realism like, at the time. Realism at the time, definitely with the uh, the dream sequence, mm-hmm. that there was so much of, like, you could see, like, uh, Aki's face and be, like, the, the pores and everything. It was just, like, so realistic. Mm-hmm. And You can it, even see in that one shot, when it's focused on her eye, you can see the iris move mm-hmm. just ever so slightly, like, it's uh, focusing yeah. on the light. Yeah, it just shifted just a little bit. It's mm-hmm. like, oh my... It's like, wow, this is really... And, uh, yeah, yeah, it's that first impression really just... I was like, I really enjoy this film. I, I've probably seen it probably nine times since two thousand nine mm-hmm. or two thousand one. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was the animation for the time was absolutely mind blowing, and uh, yeah, it, now that like in retrospect, now it's like okay, this looks like a really good you know uh, student project, a student project at the same time of like you know good cutscenes out of a Final Fantasy movie. Yeah. Or i always say this is on par with say Final Fantasy. 10, some of Final Fantasy X's full motion video, which would yes. have been made around the same time. Yes. Uh, Final Fantasy XIII's is a little better than this, but honestly, not that much. Yeah. Uh, that's just, you know, change in time. Twelve, actually, I think is closer. But anyway. <laughs> uh, what was my, your number two? My number two, I like that this is one of the first serious animated movies that came out in the United States. Yeah, I agree. Prior to this point, and I think even after, because I, I can't... I, I only know of a couple, quote-unquote, serious animated movies that have ever been a U.S.-made production. Mm-hmm. But this was one of the first ones, and prior to this, it was all either for kids, or it was comedy. Yeah. I have nothing against movies for kids, or movies that are comedy. As yeah. you can see from a lot of my lists. Right. <laughs> by the reviews I've brought on the show. But... It can be, animation can be more than that. And the only place we see that even trying to be done mm-hmm. is either in Japan or in some of the Ur- uh, European animations. But even the European ones are leaning more towards comedy. It's True. Animation, to me, is an art form that can do everything live action can do and do it better. Because you can be more artistic with it than you can with live action. True. And I'm happy that at least we had a movie that tried. Mm-hmm but because it's one of the dislikes I'll bring up here in a couple minutes mm-hmm. it kind of ultimately failed. Yeah, I agree, I agree with so you So what's your number 2? Number 2, it, you know, they're again tied in with number 1 It's more the the uh, the realism in the in those sequences because there's so many sequences in this movie it's just like it looks like I'm, you know, actually looking at actors, you know, doing their thing mm-hmm. and not realizing oh this is motion capture. Yeah. And there, you know, that where at the time when this movie came out or when it was about to release there were so many fears within Hollywood that, that I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to replace us. Mm-hmm. It's literally, oh, all they're going to do is like you know just plug in some numbers and boom, there, there's a character. We're going to be out of a job. All we're going to do is be in a, a the, booth. The character model for Aki Ross was designed to be one of the first digital actresses. Yeah. This movie did not allow that to happen. No, <laughs> it didn't. That was the original intention. Yeah. Now, mind you, they did a good job for the time. Yes. If they were to try this again now, I think it would come out better. In fact, I would not mind seeing them make a remaster. You know, go back and re... uh, Use the same voice actors and actors. Use the same audio track. Mm -hmm. But go back in and, say, re-render all the scenes at a much higher resolution. Oh, yeah. Much higher level of realism. I think it would do very well. I don't see it happening. But... (laughs) So, uh, my number three thing I liked is one... Particular scene. Okay. They're in jail. Oh, okay, yeah. We have just seen General Hine pretty much uh, destroy New York City because of his ego. Yeah, pretty much. And they're explaining to uh, everyone what's actually going on. Cause, yeah. Because Aki's finally figured out what the secret behind all the troubles they've always had with this. Telling them how, oh, they're not, uh, the reason... Reason we've never been able to find a link between the human sized ones and the big monstrous one is because. There it goes. They're, they're, yeah, they are different animals. And I, I love the line, how did they survive on the meteor going through space? They didn't. <laughs> it's like, oh. oh, this is making a creepy kind of sense. <laughs> but that happens before this scene. The yeah. scene I really like is like, how are we going to get out of here in order to do this? And I said, Neil, you're our, you're, you're our, our, like, Electrical guy, engineer guy—I don't remember yeah. what, what they called him. I don't know what to tell you, man. The, bo- the cell we're in is like pure heavy-duty m- metal that you obviously can't get through. We call it unobtainium for now because I can't think what he actually called it. <laughs> the lasers are made of theories If we try to go through these, you know, where it's going to kill us, it's not like I can wave a magic mm-hmm. wand and and, <laughs> and they'll go out. And then all the a sudden, says Neil, "I'm impressed." Me too. <laughs> And then the alarm goes off. Please proceed to the nearest evacuation area. Please proceed to the nearest evacuation area. Neil pops in. Hey, guys, I think we should proceed to the nearest evacuation area. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) It's like, this is what I wanted throughout the whole movie. Uh Why was this? Uh. And immediately Neil would have, if this was a full game, Neil would have gotten his day. Yeah, I agree. Unfortunately, we didn't get that. Yeah. My number three would probably be, in writing my notes, I didn't think about this. Mm-hmm. You brought it up, and it just, it really hit me. General Hine, in general, yeah. his his motivation, be like, yeah, it's it's all about his, uh, like, one, when we start to really get to know who he is, it's like, oh, his his daughter and his wife died in, like, the, the attack in, I think it's the New York? No, I, I think he so said it was, was L. San Francisco. San Francisco. It was San Francisco, San Francisco when the Francisco barrier fell. Barrier. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that scene, it'd be like, basically his entire lead up to why he goes to the Zeus Canyon. Mm-hmm. That's why he fires it. It'd he's be like, out for revenge. He's, he's, he's definitely out for revenge. And uh, the, the scene that kind of just hit me was the one where, when the barrier falls and everybody leaves and uh, it's Aki and Gray kind of, you know, uh, starting to, you know, do the, do the do the nasty in the the, the space station and it, it, it the space station... Wait, is, what? <laughs> they didn't do that. That's what I thought. <laughs> no, it was just a kiss, and then you move on. Yeah. Oh, they could have done more, but that's hey, that's that's what I that's what I thought. Okay, okay. If <laughs> you took it that way, you went farther than I did. I just took it when so I was like, oh, it's. I took it like I took Titus and Eunice in unison, Final Fantasy X. They kissed in a giant lake and on. <laughs> okay, then. Yo, that's just, where my mind went. I was like, oh, okay. I see the symbolism now. You need to get your head out of the gutter. <laughs> Besides, it's not like she's got the space with that giant plate thing in her abdomen. <laughs> uh, yeah, true. Either way, either way when, when the the transition between the shuttle and the bullets, you know, he's, you know, you know, you know. Yes. This I arm, know what you're this talking, talking about. Arm, he's, he's getting just ready to play Russian roulette essentially uh, yeah. with a in my automatic like, pistol. And, yeah. Uh, I don't and, think it works that way. No. But, just the, uh, this, how that that transition mm. be like, he's, you know, he's, you know, going to commit suicide, which I would not, be like, there again, if you have suicidal thoughts, don't. go talk to somebody. <laughs> don't go through with it. Yes, That's... And so, yeah, see it. not what's the word? Mm? Public service announcements? No, oh, PSA. PSA, over. Uh, just, uh, that, that scene where be like he's, you know, pointing and be like he closes his eyes and hears the door open, and he you know, he you know, yeah, he's asking for a destination and it was I'll I'll have to say this right quick. But you can, well, no, go ahead and finish your point yeah. and then I'll say what I want to say. The it was just oh my gosh, the it's like, okay, for a guy who's realized he has done the worst and then he, you know, shrugs it off, be like, Oh, this would've happened anyway. When you deliberately made it happen in order for it to fire the stupid Zeus cannon, mm-hmm. and he does the exact same thing because he talks about it's like oh my my wife and daughter died you know when the when the barrier fell. You're doing the exact same thing, dude. Yeah. And how many scores people died because you wanted the council for your own, your own way? Well, I think to some degree he he realized oh yeah that he, what he did, and that's why he was. Yeah. trying to commit suicide, mm-hmm. but then when he hears the computer prompting him for a destination,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and he decides not to do, commit suicide, mm-hmm. he the thought crosses his mind, I can still bring some good out of this. Yeah. And then it's when he goes up to mm-hmm. Zeus. Yeah. Which, I want to talk about that. Go for it. As I said earlier, when I was going through the cast, mm-hmm. James Woods has also played Hades. Mm-hmm. He's going to the Zeus cannon, which I'm assuming is named that because the energy that it would shoot down at the planet would be akin to the mythical Zeus throwing his lightning bolt. Also, just a little bit of fun, Gaia, the what they keep calling the spirit of the earth, I believe is the name of the, uh, the, the Greek goddess is the wrong term because technically it overpowers a goddess but it's She's one of the she. She's the she birthed the titans, which would then birth yes the gods. Yeah, you're right. So yeah, Hercules um uh, Zeus's lightning shooting at God. there's a lot of Greek in this. Yeah, but Hades, it's all Greek to me. Is Hades, in a sense, goes to use the power of Zeus. Now we know what happens. <laughs> it nearly destroys everything. Right. Exactly. It's like oh, you just made it worse. Thanks! Anyway, I had to get that off my as like ass. It's like, oh, Hades is using Zeus's power. This won't turn to... Who thought this was going to turn out good? <laughs> also, can we just point out that if you've ever seen the movie Akira, they s- Final Fantasy stole Akira's giant space gun. Can I just say that? Okay. Do you I, yeah, agree with I, me I, or not? I, I agree with you on that. Completely agree with you. All right. As I'm sitting here inking. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> You're good. All let's, right, let's get into our dislikes. All right, so our dislikes. So, okay. Two words for my dislikes. All right. Or two words for my first dislike. Uncanny Valley. I agree. It is everywhere. everywhere. Okay. okay, for those of you who don't know what I mean by <laughs> uncanny valley. That was my number one as well. Yes. The uncanny valley is a term that came up in Japan when they were first trying to design robots. They were, I thought came up as will humans be able to interact with these robots in a way that they would accept them as normal, almost as if they were humans. Mm -hmm. So, they did a little bit of a research study and they showed a wide range of people, different illustrations of humans and asked if they liked them or if if they would like this person or if they would not like this person. Something to that agree. And these things ranged from cartoon characters up to Actual humans, and varying degrees of similarity in between. Yes. And what they found was that as. or believability, sorry. As it got up to a certain point, the graph would go up, but at a certain point where. The animation or the physical features don't exactly do what we would normally expect in a human to do. Mm -hmm. That thing dips way down all the way back to zero before it starts coming back up the other side and continuing at the same rate it did before. Mm -hmm. That dip being what was deemed the uncanny valley. When this got thrown into animation, this being one of the first movies for for someone to use that criticism for Uh back in the day, what in these characters are obviously not human, but there's yeah. enough there when you look at it. You go, I see human-like tendencies, but it doesn't quite match up. Some of the characters are look dead-eyed. Their eyes don't move exactly like you expect them to. They don't breathe exactly like you expect them mm-hmm. to. Now, I have apparently a very wide... Uh, apparently... Uncanny Valley does not affect me as badly as it affects some people. Oh, okay. Because I can go and look at, okay, yeah, this is art style. I can work with this. I don't like it as much, but yeah. I mean, it doesn't creep me out like it does some people. Yeah. There are some people apparently out there who look at stuff like this and like uh, Polar Express and... Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm not touching this. It's it's like, the way oh, me. these things are creepy. I can't stand looking at these things. They're like, mannequins come to life, which is essentially how I think how most people look at them. It doesn't bother me that much. But I recognize it as something that holds it back, and I kinda wish it didn't, yeah, I agree there again with, to where they push it, it's just a little too much, It's like, mm-hmm. okay, be like there's like there again going back to the the uh the dream sequences, beautiful, but yeah. then there's other sequences where and this you know there again it ties again in with my number two mm-hmm. of the one the things I dislike that the animation is so uneven, yeah because you have these beautiful scenes and then you have it's like okay he's not moving right there be like he almost looks off model a little bit mm-hmm. and there's just there's little like, it's not great i'm not saying be like everything has to be perfect right obviously because we can't get that we can't get to perfection but there's this an understanding there was a limitation to what they could do in 2001 when it came to animation mm-hmm. definitely computer generated animation and it's you know watching it now is it's slightly unsettling. It's like okay, that's a little yeah, that's a little bit odd. You know, there again, be like it's going into that uncanny valley. And personally, I think Sid, Doctor Sid, is the worst. Yes, offender like- of all this because well, Aki, the uh, Deepaz, and Gray, mm-hmm. they are all youthful. Yes, you the general, they don't feel like corpses walking no. around. Yeah. Grey being great uh, Dr. Sid, because of his advanced age, yeah. does feel like a corpse walking around yeah. and saying stuff. Yeah, he does. And there's a lot of things Definitely. I listen to and go, uh, Donald Sutherland, you are a great voice actor, and a great actor. You shouldn't be used for motion capture. Because <laughs> a lot of what you do good does not translate. Especially not in two thousand one. <laughs> and speaking of that, we like the I think the animation when we got when we first got uh, was introduced to Doctor Sid. The his animation was really good, mm-hmm. but it appears to be that his animation just got less and less and less and less and less. So by the but end the, of the, it, the worst scene being there at the end when he's standing among the Gaia fireflies, whatever that's supposed I, to be. I guess be, so. And that one goes who goes? Oh, it's warm. warm. I'm thinking, are you? dying? <laughs> That's what I thought. Like, like, I was like, oh, he's dead. It's like, but then you know, you see notice. Aki and Grey come in and it's like, who's bringing them up? Oh, he <laughs> must be alive. It's like, why is, of all the people, hey, hey, love that Aki survives the end of this thing. Yes. Why does Seth survive when everybody <laughs> else dies? Uh, the, the scientists are the lucky ones, apparently. I guess. I guess. I, I admittedly, they had to make you, they had to make the situation feel hopeless, mm-hmm. I understand that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I just didn't want everybody to die. Yeah, I I agree with you. So the second thing I did not like about this movie, and it's going to sound odd, there are a couple shots in here. A minute, the director of this movie, yeah, his previous work was working on video games. Yes, yeah. specifically the one he worked on during and right before this. Final Fantasy IX on the original PlayStation. In those games, you had fixed camera angles because literally you could not... The way those games were set up, you couldn't move one way or the other, or you would mess up the illusion of the 3D environment that they were capable of producing back then. Mm -hmm. And um, it just wouldn't look right. There's a couple shots in here where you can tell he set up a camera angle and then didn't move it. My the now they work around this with a couple other scenes, but the the main one I'm thinking of is when they're first going into that gondola. They do that establishing shot where mm-hmm. honestly I can't tell what it is I'm looking at when I first look at that shot. And then you see Neil and Ryan working, uh, getting ready to jam. Uh, yes. Yeah. So they can be stranded up there, and you see the thing go up and go. This looks like it just came out of a PlayStation One game, but with nicer graphics. In fact, I can only see the object. Go from being a background element to a 3D model so it could rise up. It's not exactly what happened. Yeah. But it feels like that's what they did. It felt like they were using what they knew from the game. Yes. Which, honestly, as a creative person, you would do that. But it feels like they should have had somebody else look and go, Okay, I I know what you're doing. Let's do this slightly different so it looks more alive. (laughs) True. And there's a couple shots like that where it's like, Why did you make it look like the video game at the time? I know it's based on a video game and that it should kind of have the same feel as the video game, but you should be improving on the weaknesses of the video game in order to make it work. And one Mm -hmm. of the weaknesses those games had at that time was the fact that you had to have fixed camera angles because they literally could not do a three-dimensional model of everything you needed on screen. And maybe, I think they did some of that here in some spots. but that's. It's just one of the little things that messes with me. In this one. There's no it. reason for them to have done that and they yeah. didn't. It. Anyway. Hmm. Uh, all right. So, my third final. Third final. What was your second? Oh, second. Uh, basically how... Well, let me restart. Yeah, sorry. Uh, going into my second, I think I've already you know, gone over my second in a way that the animation is very uneven mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. are you know, again, it tips into the uncanny Valley and you don't... you. It's like, okay, that's a robot. Uh, looks a little odd. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, basically, yeah, this is that the uncanny valley in the animation being a little stilted in some ways. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, oh, you have wooden actors, but the voice actors are not wooden. The characters are. Oh, okay, that makes sense now. Right. So what is your third? My though? third and final one. This is going to seem a little hypocritical considering my rant at the beginning of this section. Okay. I think it should not have had the Final Fantasy name attached to it. I agree. Because here's the thing. While it is a Final Fantasy-like story, it was directed by the creator of Final Fantasy, and, you know, so on and so forth. I think the Final Fantasy name was its ultimate that was used to its detriment. Yeah, I agree. It does not lean enough into the Final Fantasy stuff to get the fans happy, but it also does not work... because of that name, it leads people who don't know what Final Fantasy is to be wonder why is this called Final Fantasy? It takes place in our world. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's an end-of-the-world story, which all the Final Fantasy games are end-of-the-world stories, if you didn't know. But And it is about them, you know, averting it by the end of it. Mm-hmm. But then it's called Fantasy. Why is the Fantasy name there? Why has it got Final Fantasy and then The Spirits Within? That makes it sound like it's bigger than what it really is. Yeah. Because it's confusing. It's ultimately a very confusing name. Yes. If I they'd agree. have just called it Final Fantasy, it would've been fine. If you still would have the problem with the fact that it's not Final Fantasy enough. Yeah. In my opinion. But I think I would I think it would have fared better. Yeah, I agree. If they'd have called it the Spirits Within and then just told people this was the Final Fantasy movie. We just decided to not put the name on there because most people we were talking about mm-hmm. the Final Fantasy fans would have gone and watched it. They would not have cared as much that it wasn't as Final Fantasy because they would been forgiven. It's like okay, you knew the Final Fantasy name was was not a good use for it. You made some modifications to separate it out. Even if they hadn't, they would. Have, the fans would have been more forgiving. Yeah. Ultimately, the problem with this the name Final Fantasy is one that is an odd name to begin with for being honest and it's a name that was chosen not for it was a name that was chosen simply because its initials were FF yeah Yeah, there is the old story that the reason it's called Final Fantasy is because Sakaguchi when he was making the game uh, he was working for the company it was going bankrupt at the time so they made this game they released it on a way most people could watch it and play it and because it was so successful, they were able to grow it from there. That's all false. Okay. That is not why the Final Fantasy series has the name. It's called Final Fantasy because they originally wanted to call it Fighting Fantasy because they wanted the American English initials to be FF, but Fighting, fighting Fantasy was too close a name to another game, another property, so they changed it to another FF name, Final Fantasy. Oh, okay. To Japan, it didn't care. didn't care what the name meant. It's just it was an English title and it sounded good in ja- to Japanese ears. Oh, okay, that makes part. That makes sense. Yeah, that's actually what happens. So you bring that, use that as the name of a movie with having the subtitle makes it sound like it's a part of this bigger franchise, which it is, is but it doesn't connect to that franchise in any way, shape, or form other than you have a character that technically follows the same naming convention, as you have a character whose name appears in all the other games. You do technically have monsters that are very much like the monsters in the series. It does follow a general-style storyline about the end of the world. All of that. It's just not Final Fantasy enough. Yeah. I think in order for it to work as a Final Fantasy movie. Okay. My third and final would probably be the, the ghosts, as they call it, The aliens. Mm-hmm. Is the Phantoms.
1: Phantoms. Thank you. The Phantoms. Okay,
0: as... Aki's dreams tells to be like, oh, they were in this huge battle, and somehow their planet got destroyed, and a chunk of that planet came to Earth 36 years ago, or something mm-hmm. like that? Around now, by the way. Around now, roughly. Yeah. So, we should all be, like, corpses right now. Go look and see if there's a, a crater in the Caspian Mountains. <laughs> by the way, don't glove in Tucson, that's all gonna go to heck. Yeah. <laughs> so... My or thought, San Francisco or New York. Yeah, just, just <laughs> stay away from the big population. If, so. if you see a camera anywhere near you, go away. You'll go the other direction. Yeah, you know, what? go to England. Nothing bad happened in England in this movie. Apparently, apparently they can't cross oceans. Apparently, <laughs> The Caspian Mountains are over there. But anyway, yeah. But my my problem was is it's okay. You have the phantoms. They're supposed to be spirits. They're supposed to be dead. Mm-hmm. How in the world would they? taking people's souls out of their bodies. They're supposed to be dead. How are they doing this? Well, or or do they have okay. some kind of magical power Let, when they were alive so they could do that? No, 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 Let me explain. Okay. They are energy beings. Yeah. In essence. Yes. Under normal circumstances, as we know, they're invisible. Yeah. Unless they have been peppered with this energy that yeah. makes them visible. Yeah, the barrier. They say, well, not just the barrier, but, I mean, the thing that she's shooting at the beginning. Yeah. That colors them, too. Mm-hmm. And, obviously, apparently being near their Gaia makes them visible. Mm-hmm. You know, all that stuff. They are made of the, They say in the very beginning of that movie that humans have that same energy in them. Yeah, That energy, those energy beings we see move through solid matter like tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So, when to the energy beings, the energy inside the humans is essentially... For them, solid. Mm-hmm. While for us, it's not. It's a so, tasty snack. So when the they their energy goes through the human body, it's literally pushing the human spirit. Yeah. Out of the body. Okay. That is why they're able to do that. Okay. Because otherwise, why would the animals be able to do that? They were animals. Yeah. That that does make sense. It does make sense, and also, they like the the story is a little. Somewhat confusing a little bit there again with the aliens. And mm-hmm. the uh, it's like, oh, they yeah. give you a lot of information, they do, they do, they expect you to remember all of it, and they don't give you time enough to really process yes, it. Yes, I agree. One of the things that's very Final Fantasy esque about it, but the yeah. difference is the games are 80 hours long. That much information spread out over an 80 hour game, yeah, you have time to process yeah. what's happening. Hour and a half movie. You don't not so, not so much. It's like what what wait where the movie? What happened?
1: What's going on?
0: Anyway. Yeah, so yeah. That's our that's our thoughts. Yeah. Uh like we said earlier, it's a family friendly movie. Yes, it is very much friendly friendly. And I'm gonna give it a six. You're gonna give it a six. Okay. I give it a six because that a six would be like a D. Yeah. It's on the positive side of things. Yeah, It just does not quite achieve its goal. In my Agreed. Opinion. Agreed. It's still an enjoyable experience. I don't hate it, but it's not great. So yeah, I'm giving it a I'm docking it mostly because it's got too many failures. There's too many things it tried to do, and yeah. it just didn't. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I'm definitely as same. I'll go with a 6. Originally, I was going to do, uh, dock it a little lower than a 5, but just thinking, it's okay. This was a movie that made in two thousand. Mm-hmm. It was a very ambitious project. Yes, and uh, there's a lot, like you said, like they they failed in so many different areas within this film. But it's still it's still an enjoyable film,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and and definitely if you're a sci if you're a sci science sci fi kind of person, be like you you probably enjoy it more. If not, you're gonna be like, okay, this is slightly confusing. And yeah. I have no interest in this. So, it's... And like, and like I said, it's not a bad... No, it isn't. It's actually very... It's it's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, before we exit out of here, I have another Facebook group that I lead called the Reform JRPG Players. Yeah. And uh, I asked them what they thought of this movie. Because the group started off as Final Fantasy players, and... Well, the group needed to grow to encompass more than that. So, because yeah. there weren't any other Final Fantasy games out, so uh, let me give you the general idea. I'm not going to say names, but uh, give you the general idea of what people's thoughts were. Yeah. Uh, one guy just says he enjoyed it. Another guy says uh, I liked it as a movie, but not as a Final Fantasy movie. As a fan of Final Fantasy, there, fan of Final Fantasy, there are standards. There are standards, to be honest. As a good sci-fi movie, this had everything to really enjoy, but did not have the Final Fantasy feel. Another guy says, false FF type, underrated, and long forgotten. He has it on the Hmm. Blu-ray. This one pretty much summarizes it. It's way out there, not a bad movie, just not a good Final Fantasy movie. Hmm. And honestly, that's kind of how I feel. It's not bad. Mm -hmm. There are problems. Every movie has problems. It's just, as a Final Fantasy fan myself, it's just not quite there. I completely understand. Uh, is there anything else we need to talk about on this before Uh, we move on? Not that I know of. Okay. So, a little bit of, uh, news referring to the podcast. Mm -hmm. Those of you probably have noticed, uh, the day we're recording this, which is also the week ago for y'all. We now have a Twitter account. Yes, we do. Uh, It is at cast underscore cell because I'm an idiot, and I wasn't paying that close attention when it asked me what I wanted the username to be, and I just took the default. My apologies. Okay, it's all good. So yeah, if you're looking for us on Twitter, we're at cast underscore cell. Right now, there's only two tweets on there. Probably three by the time you hear this, maybe a couple more, where we talked about, where I pretty much said, hey, we're on Twitter, and hey, uh, our review for Great Mouse Detective is now out. You should go watch it. All right, good deal. Now, normally, we would roll for our Mm -hmm. next movie here. Right. However, we got a theme month. We got a theme month coming. And despite the fact that I. Despite the fact. (laughs) I had the last two movies. Yes. I get one more in a row. Yes. So I get to go for the hat trick. Is that what that, would be the term? mm mm-hmm. Because uh, I actually have the first movie of Halloween month. Yes, you do. Which is going to be Hotel Transylvania. Okay, then. So, look forward to that. All right. Excellent. Where can they find you, Jacob? You can find me on Facebook at Jacob B. Heron And... Also on Facebook, you can find me at Jacob's Daily Art Corner, where, like I said in the very beginning of the podcast, uh, I try to draw every day. I am not as successful as I should be. Uh, probably where I try to draw every day, and sometimes I'm not as successful as, uh, as other days. And it's just me. I've been doing this for about two years, and it's been a fun journey, and people seem to like it. So, yeah, if you want to you know, follow me on there, just tap like, and see an artist just develop. So, where can they find you, Jerk? They can also find me on Facebook at Drew Dodgen. I'm going to throw in, you can also find me on Twitter at GGeorge759. Okay. Mostly, I think if you go through there and look, you'll just see one retweet and then a bunch of pictures of an odd cat girl in a different environments because I was using Twitter for a long time to get pictures from Final Fantasy 14 off of my PlayStation 4. Oh, okay. So I could put it in a Facebook group and I was, couldn't figure out an easier way to do it at the time. So, uh, that's my, that was, that was the old character design of my character in 14. Uh, but I should plan to start using that a little bit more often. Hmm. If you see a picture of a Gorn, Star Trek, in a field of flowers, you found the right place. uh uh, you can also find us at our website, the Cellcast Podcast. Sorry, the Cellcast.podbean.com. Mm-hmm. There you will find uh, links to our uh, our podcasts on Apple Play, Apple Music. It's not Apple Music either. No, it's not. <laughs> Apple Podcasts, Google Play, St- and Stitcher. You will also find a link. For our closed Facebook group, which is The Cellcast, we keep it closed to keep the phantoms out. Yeah. Don't want those running about. True. You can also email us at thecellcastpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, now you can find us on Twitter, Mm -hmm. as I said earlier, at cast underscore (laughs) cell. Every single time I have said the word The Cellcast, keep in mind it is spelled with a single L. Uh, are we getting close to needing to close the orders for the hats? Uh, I just saw yours, and it reminded me of it. Okay. Uh, yeah, we're getting pretty close. We're getting pretty okay. close. Uh, I still need to go by and uh, talk to the people I ordered these from, mm-hmm. and you know, see if I can get a, uh, a rough estimation of how much a uh, order like this would cost, and uh, we will get, I will get back to you very shortly on that. All righty. Well, I guess that finishes us up. I guess so. Uh, This has been Drew. This is Jacob. And we will catch you in the next frame. These lazy, undeserving people are just content to stay in their cities. But I will have no more of that. Like so man Mambi, like this is a great meal. Uh-huh. Yeah, let's go. Great, <laughs> r- r-
1: right, Reggie. R- what's going on? R- what's wrong? It's r- r-
0: so hard. Bruh I'm on How did you deal with the mobs? Yeah, it does get pretty crazy in the summer. But, you know, you just got to roll. He just rolls.
1: That's cool that he
0: rolls. <laughs> yes, yes, cool. Look, love droppings, I brought you a bagel with your favorite, scream cheese. Holy rabies, thanks, Dad. Johnny, try some scream cheese, it's awesome. Oh, cool, but I'm a scream cheese intolerant, so polite pass. Yes,
1: of course you are. Johnny, can we party plant talk for a minute? What are you doing? If they find out you are human, they'll go bad pool
0: Relax. No one suspects anything. The only thing that looks weird is how much whispering you're doing. Just wrap it up.
1: You will say you are going in the pool and act excited. And then you will say you hurt your back and you have to leave.
0: Here come good times!
1: Woo! Oh, dudes. Oh, my back. I'm on your back? No, no, he said, oh, my back. Get on my back! Let's do it. Oh, here we go. Chicken fight! Push him off! Chicken We got you, Johnny. You're going down.
0: Oh, oh yeah, we'll see. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm down with the fight, chickens. Everyone, stop the rough housing. <laughs>